Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect. Here are your hosts, veterans John Galena and Brad Borders. You know, I think I just ought to call this the uh, Devil Dog Santa show. <laughs> Devil Dog Santa? Devil what, whatever dog do Santa. you mean? Santa Dog. The Santa Dog. The that's, Sa- your new, that's your new name, the Santa Dog. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you playing you with that. your phone? What are you doing? We're having a, it's a live radio program. Half of our this staff is, is out this week, this and I'm just trying live. to perform this, extra duties. <laughs> you should have done that three minutes before the show started and not it one minute It wasn't available after. three minutes before. <laughs> For the show, Brad. <laughs> hey, uh, we're getting extra sassy on this week's yeah, episode. Sassy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, you are Santa for those that can't see on the radio. I am Devin Santa. Is, is in his festive attire. The I'm, devil dog Santa. The I'm Santa dog, if you wearing will. Wearing a red sweater, like yeah, just lots like of every folks. day. Every day. You know, people Every like day. people wear red sweaters. Why, he has powder in his beard. I, that, I'm just going There's gray. Powder. It's gray. I'm <laughs> it going gray. Overnight. And he has, you know, you, and Santa's supposed to have rosy cheeks, and you have literal. Where do, you, do you keep rouge in your pocketbook? Rouge? Yeah. It's got, cold outside. My, my, my cheeks are chapped. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, it's, uh, that's um, what's happening Well, right in case now. you didn't know what you tuned into, this is Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. You can find out what we do each and every day for veterans by going to our website at phhusa.org. And we're live here on WSIC. That's News Talk Now. Oh, oh! There's your eighteen dollars for eighteen dollars. You don't know, right. Brad has negotiated. Justin has eighteen dollars. <laughs> you know, Every it is Christmas time, that. and I heard you're getting a raise. Oh, oh, oh getting a raise! It's oh up to twenty dollars. Up to twenty dollars. Oh, wow. Man, I, I was negotiating for eighteen dollars and fifteen cents, but now that I'm getting this twenty, a, well, you know, inflation's pretty high. Yeah, it is Brad. pretty high. It's, a, it's oh, pretty such fantastic. Such a good Christmas. John Galena is not with us. He has been arrested. That's uh, right. Iredell right. County Sheriff's Department. And, and, and if you miss that, you can go back on Facebook <laughs> or YouTube and, and check out that SB. They served episode. a warrant on him last week in the <sighs> middle of our show. I cannot believe that. That was <laughs> an that's outstanding crazy. warrant for uttering is the charge. Uh, yeah. Uttering. So, uttering. No, it's not uttering. <laughs> it was communicating threats against Marine Corps moms. Oh, yeah. I'd say, well, I, you know, I don't know what the warrant said, but I'm pretty sure it's out there on social media. If it is out there. That. So uh, no. John has not been detained by law enforcement. Not he really. is uh, previously detained by some busyness in life, and he's traveling yeah. tomorrow. He is. Uh, he's going to Las Vegas. What? Yeah. Las Vegas? Los, he's going to Vegas and... Uh, um, Whatever for. So, um, as it turns out, uh, Owens Corning, one of our big uh, big uh, benefactors, is uh, and they manufacture roofing products, is uh, bringing John out to Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. And he's got yeah. a special item with him uh, as well, I believe, uh, right? I don't know. Uh, well, oh, you know about the special item. Oh, I guess I'll tell you about the special item. What is that? He has a guitar signed by Darius Rucker. Who? Oh, <laughs> from Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish, but, uh, but it's now uh, Darius Rucker and the Carolina Gray Boys. Uh, it's not longer Hootie and the Blowfish. Well, he's he's got a whole new band. He's had that band for a long time. He's oh yeah, he the went. Carolina Grayfish. 
<laughs> gray boys. Oh, the gray boys. <laughs> A gray boy, because they're like getting older and they're gray. I, you know, I I, I actually don't know why they chose that name. Uh, you, maybe why don't we you do have, a little research on your phone? You're I, playing with I, it right I now. Look, I, yeah, yeah, I was looking it up actually. Uh, thank you uh, for pointing that out for all those folks who aren't on Facebook Live who can't see me. Uh, I told John the, if he's going to Las Vegas, evidently the new YouTube show out there in the sphere. They have the YouTube does like multiple shows in in Vegas. They're like a Vegas act now. Like you know how Elvis used to do. You, you They're called residencies. Is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Miss Residencies. Tammy. I did not Re- know have, that. YouTube wow. has a residency. Not just a pretty face. In, no, not just a pretty face. She's Adele old. has one. Really? Carrie Underwood has one. Elsa Miranda Lambert has one. Wow. Miranda Lambert. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so just a wealth of information. I, I know, know about I know any so. of this. <laughs> she also got a new pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. She got a pair of tree torn tennis shoes. Do you remember tree torns, mm-hmm. Mr. Jim? So uh, evidently, Reese Witherspoon was wearing this particular she style of tree torns, and she brought tree torns back. And Tammy had to have them, and they are fabulous. They are. Wow, that's crazy. are you wearing them today? I have them right now. Oh, look at that! There they are. The wow. tree torns <laughs> made their way here. Well, so. since you said uh, uh, our guest's name, we we should introduce him. We should. <laughs> and it's going to be a fabulous show, and I'm really excited he's here. And I've known this gentleman all my life, and and, uh, and I grew up. Uh, my dad used to talk about you, Jim. Mm. My dad would, when we, would, there would be some kind of family function. We went, we did church together and, and family functions together. And Jim's children are my age. And, and uh, but my dad would repeat this phrase. I don't know if he ever told you this, but he, told, he would tell me this all the time. He'd go, uh, you see, that's Jim Lawton. And I go, yeah, yeah. You know, he was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. <laughs> he, he probably told me that a hundred times. So, so for those of you who uh, don't know, uh, Jim Walton is retired helicopter pilot yeah. from uh, Vietnam. Uh, uh, so, Jim, it's great to have you here. Yeah, Thank it's great you. to have you. Thank yeah. you. I, I do have one question, uh, mm-hmm. Jim. Um, before we get started too far into it, why are gas prices so high? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... I've been out of that business for eight years, and it's funny you mention that because the only other time I've ever been on the radio, I was in here being grilled about gas prices. When I was in gas this Devin just picked up where they left. Welcome back. Somebody said, why are you charging whatever it was, $3 a gallon? I said, because I can't get $3.05 a gallon. That's why I'm charging 3 So, Jim? Start off telling us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I thought he had a break in about whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Were, were you from here? Uh, no, I'm from the uh, coast of South Carolina, Georgetown. Grew mm-hmm. up in Georgetown. Uh, went to Davidson mm-hmm. uh, after I left Georgetown. And after Davidson, I was in ROTC, learned how to fly at the Statesville Airport, ROTC flight program. No kidding. And then went to uh, went into the Army. Spent three years in the Army, came out, uh, came back to North Carolina, was with First Union Bank for 10 years, mm-hmm. ended up in Statesville and bought into a oil jobbership and yeah. convenience stores. And we sold all the, those eight years ago. So, Wow. We've been doing with yourself since then. Well, my son is in the scale business, mm-hmm. industrial scales, mm-hmm. what have you, and I work with him just for something to do. Yeah. Do the receivables, payables, and 
bike stuff. There you go. But it gives me something to do. It gets me out of the house. It takes yeah. a couple hours a day. You still tell him he doesn't know what he's doing? I don't say a thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't say a thing. Because he does know what he's doing. He knows more about it than I do. Yeah. So. My, oh my, my Jack Border's favorite line to me was, uh, son, what were you thinking? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 No, he knows no, the no, answer. No. I wasn't I thinking much. So. Uh, I try to. If, if he asks me for advice, I will tender the advice, but no, that's I don't. Right. I don't. Don't offer it. Don't no, offer I don't. It. Not don't offer it. So. Yeah. Well, we're that's coming up to a break, and when we get back, we want to talk a little bit about Jim's service in Vietnam, flying helicopters, and all that, okay. and talk about transition a little bit, and what that's what's that like? Uh, mm-hmm. What was it like coming back from all of that? And um, we're really glad that everybody's here today, and thank you for tuning in to putting the pieces back together. It's presented by Purple Heart Homes. You can find out more about us at our website, phhusa.org, and uh, we are live in the WSIC studios. That's News Talk Now. We'll be back in You're just a few minutes. That $20. That's $20. It's $20. Yes, yeah, $20 coming my way. Merry Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes, with your sometimes host, Brad Borders, and uh, fill in uh, me, Devil Dog Devin. Santa Dog. Santa Baby. They wrote a song about you. Uh, did they? Yeah, oh, Santa Baby. You know, I don't know why you keep telling the viewers that uh, I'm Santa but, right now. Well, I don't know. The viewers. The viewers. Well, oh, the, yeah. the viewers know that you're Santa. <laughs> the the viewers are, are, are well the aware listeners. that you are absolutely Santa today. So, so the, I'm not very bright. Have I mentioned that before? The listeners need to know that you are Santa, uh, and he is. So what kind of uh, what kind of uh, shenanigans you got planned for Christmas Eve, there, Santa? Shenanigans for Christmas? You know, Christmas Eve. I don't really. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do this what? year. Yeah. So uh, none of the kids will be there until Christmas Day. Okay. So. Uh, maybe a, it's a quiet evening. A quiet no, evening. You got yeah. a sleigh, reindeer, chestnuts roasting <laughs> on an open fire. Sing. Yeah, I'll, I'll just sing to sing. my wife. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah and maybe make some uh, spiked eggnog there. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. That sounds awesome. Well, we're glad everybody's here on uh, WSIC News Talk now, listening to putting the pieces back together. We got our friend Jim Lawton on here. Uh, Jim is a longtime resident of Statesville, an Army veteran, and uh, Jim, um, what was the what was the reason? And, you know, you, you mentioned you went to Davidson. Awesome school, by the way. Um, you went into ROTC. Why did you choose ROTC? What'd you want, what was your well, goal when, there? When I first got to Davidson, you were required to take ROTC for the first two years. Oh, no kidding. Well, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, so everybody in freshman to sophomore took ROTC. When I first <clears throat> went out there, uh, I said, this is the most Mickey Mouse thing I've ever seen these people walking around, <laughs> what have you. And, but I took it for two years, and then at the end of two years, they said, well, if you'll stay in, we'll give you $90 a month. And $90 a month was all the spending money you needed back then. This is mm-hmm. 1963. Yeah. Uh, and as a result of all of that, about 85% of the student body took a commission coming mm-hmm. out of Davidson. Okay. Well, just about everybody I knew at Davidson went into the Army or okay. 
Marines. So, right. but generally it was the Army. Yeah. Uh, so that's I just kind of fell into it. And and my senior year, they offered a ROTC flight program, and you'd come up here, and they basically you got your private pilot's license okay. and see if you were had the aptitude and what have you. And so when I went into the Army, I went into the Army. Uh, you had to have a combat arm, so I was armor, mm-hmm. and I went at Fort Knox. But when I went in, when I was commissioned in 65, uh, there was nothing going on in Vietnam particularly. They had a, yeah. a few folks, I think a few Marines over there. Uh, and so they said, well, it's no big deal, you know. I said, well, I'll go in and I'll fly generals around or something like that. That'll right. be fun. And then the first cab went in. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when I went into the Army, I went in on orders to uh, Fort Knox, flight school, Vietnam, all on the same order. So when I Didn't went into flight the, school at Fort Knox or was it no, down at Fort I Rucker went, then? Uh, went to Mineral Wells, Texas for four months oh, and really? went to four and a half months, went to Fort Rucker for four and a half okay. months. Okay. So it was a nine months. The Army now is 18 months. Yeah. Just for flight school yeah uh they were pumping them out we didn't get instrument tickets they were just pumping people out we were graduating 600 pilots a month holy mm. out of fort rucker wow, wow. holy smokes I 600 mean, it, pilots a month we had more takeoffs and landing 10 times the takeoffs and landing at o'hare airport had oh yeah wow. yeah and no traffic air traffic control so, Wow. You just, you oh, just look around. Just yeah. looking around. You just look around. Yeah. Oh, there's a guy. I yeah. better move. And yeah. you'd have them midair every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm yeah. sure. But, what airframe were, did you pilot? Uh, Hueys. Hueys. Uh, yeah, okay. Hueys. Uh, right. So I went. Uh, I was married. Lynn and I were married. Yeah. My daughter, Kelly, yeah. was born at Fort Rucker, and a month later I went to Vietnam. Holy so cow, she was a month gosh. old when I left. Uh, what unit were you signed to? First you calf. You were first calf as well? First calf. No in kidding. Vietnam. Yeah. We, that was like has the Hal Moore, Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore. That, uh, that was that, his world. That, yeah, that that was in 66, yep. maybe, and I went in in 67. I knew people who were in, no who were still over there that were in that operation. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That in fact, I flew by it a couple of times, of course. No kidding. The eye drying. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you were doing you were doing similar. You were doing infield, um, taking troops in and pulling troops. Combat out. assault. Yeah. Uh, my first first six months over there, uh, I flew logistics and some medevac mm-hmm. and uh, combat assaults. I was in the thing. In the last six months, I was flight leader, so I was leading the flights in on the combat assaults. Yeah. Wow. First six months. Not a whole lot went on. Right. Uh, we were in an area uh, that was pretty pacified. Then we went north uh, to replace the Marines who were going into Quezon. Oh, yeah. All of that was going on when I yeah. was there, and this was in 67, right. 68, no, 67. 67. Yeah. And uh, we were up, uh, mm, I'd Around July, mm-hmm. if uh, odd way to remember July, that's where Americal Division got into trouble with My Lai. It was right oh, outside yeah. of Chu Lai. Wow. Yeah. But we were north of there and okay. operated. And we, <clears throat> that's when everything blew up. It yeah. was getting into the Tet Offensive and they were building yeah, up. That was, <laughs> so it was a lot 
lot more action. Up you there. were there during the Tet Offensive. What was that like? Uh, I mean, they were telling you that it was going to be a ceasefire and stand down, and then oh, uh, I was. Uh, we were moving north, and the Cav moved into an area that was about thirty clicks. To, 20 miles, 20, yeah. 25 miles at the most north of Hway. <clears throat> and it was kind of odd because I stayed behind my unit. I was getting short. In fact, I only had about a month to go. And I stayed behind to investigate an accident that, that we had had. And uh, I came up after, the, after my unit had already gone in. And we went into uh, a place called way Fubai, and we were there the C- cbs were there and what have you uh and we were getting rocket attacks in into there mm-hmm. and then they said okay time for y'all head up and i had lead helicopter had a couple of helicopters with me and the guy uh had already been up there was leading us up to uh, camp evans uh said hey you want to ride over and we'll look at the citadel go and way and so we started flying over there and one of the guys on the radio says what kind of flag is that flying over the citadel it was the day they took Quay, and about that time they opened up on us and it was like a shooting gallery and we got down about 10 feet off the ground and it didn't didn't get hit but uh just getting shot at all the way by and we got into Camp Evans. So we were there for about, ooh, I was there for about three three weeks before I, what's called, de-roast got out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were socked in. Uh, it was cold. <clears throat> you don't think of Vietnam as being right. cold. No, yeah. It was in the 40s. Wow. Which doesn't sound bad unless... It's raining. Unless you're in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's no heat. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, so we would take C4. C4 and throw it in there. Of course, it burns pretty quick, but you get a little, it doesn't blow up. I mean, you just keep throwing it in there. Yeah. Uh, Didn't change clothes for a month while Mm. I was there. Wow. And it was, uh, but it was, and and, uh, then I I left from way and came back home. So that was, that was pretty much, you came back from that and you were like, okay, uh, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. In fact, I got home, and we and and Lynn liked the army. I did, I did too. But yeah. I, then it was some uh, parts had, of it. Yeah, they're, they're had getting a lot shot of fun. At parts not came awesome. back, and yeah. I was an instructor pilot at yeah. Fort Rucker, and it almost came by to get out. And Lynn said, "You know, why don't you extend? Maybe we could stay in for a while." And I said, "Cause I'm not going back to Vietnam." <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, pilots, yeah. pilots were on a 12 month turnaround. Mm-hmm. Oh, You'd yeah. be back 12 yeah. months later. You're back over. I had friends that went three times. Nothing like an Afghanistan. You know, people have mm-hmm. been five, yeah. six times, but yeah. it was unusual for somebody to go over there three times. But mm-hmm. they, well, I had. Yeah, and after a while, that, you start. You know, you start spinning the cylinder on the. On well, the revolver, and you got like, "Hey, man, I got a blank that I know, time." You can't. You're like, yeah, you're not. You're not going to avoid yeah. it. I mean, I, I mean, casualty rates were high. I know. I mean, you know, for fairly, a, fairly high. For, My unit, uh, we had about twenty pilots at any one time, and yeah. while I was there, we lost eight of them. Yeah, I well, lost eight pilots. Yeah, equal number, probably more crew members than oh, that. Oh yeah. So I mean, I knew guys that rode door gunners and 
things like yeah. that. That was that was a pretty hairy uh, situation yeah. to be in, especially yeah. in your, you know, you're you're flying low and you're moving slow and yeah, and and yeah. you got you know a thousand dudes wanting to take you out of this world and you know um, <laughs> people paid to shoot you. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's exactly. They shoot right. you for a living. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. And if they shot your helicopter down, they get a bicycle. Oh no, kidding! Oh, oh yeah, is that yeah. that's a real thing? They got oh, yeah. a bicycle. They got a bicycle. Oh no! Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah. I guess that's like we uh, said. We'll give you a bicycle. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. You <laughs> want a bicycle? We'll give yeah, you a bicycle. We'll give you a bicycle. <laughs> you don't have to shoot this whole helicopter down. Uh, oh hey, we got gosh. a break coming up here in about thirty seconds, but uh, we're really glad you're with us. You listen to Jim Lawton tell about his uh, time in the army, and we're going to hear more about what his transition was like. You listen to putting the pieces back together, and uh, we're here with. Uh, with old, uh, old Devil Dog Santa. <laughs> what? Why do you keep calling me Santa? No, I don't know. I don't it's, know. It could be because it's really uh, weird. You look like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back here in just a few minutes. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. We've been talking to Jim Walton, Vietnam helicopter pilot, and. Uh, and local legend, local legend, <laughs> and, oh yeah, and guy that's got all kinds of dirt on Brad. He does, he does. He got tons of dirt. He got tons of dirt. Oh, on although, me. if I, that's why I get wary of bringing my father's friends on the show, because <laughs> like, all they got was my dad's stories about me. You know, I'll tell you this about my dad. My dad has uh, this weird form of amnesia now. Right. That so my brother and I'll be, we'll, you know, when we all get together and, and my brother and I'll talk about the time I got arrested in Chapel Hill or the time I got busted in Boone or whatever. And and uh, my dad will go, oh, you never did anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you boys, you boys were good boys. You boys never got any trouble. You know, See, some got parents, like a selective memory or yeah. something. He does. He only remembers the good stuff. Right. Which is awesome. I, I think we got a caller right now. Holy cow. It's I, a live radio show. Are we doing that today? Yeah, let's do that today. All right. Yeah. yeah all right. Let's put them through. Hey, caller, welcome to putting the pieces back together. What can we do for you today? Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. I want to talk to this. Uh, uh, I want to talk to Santa. Oh, Devil Dog Santa, the Santa Dog. He's here. Santa, yeah. Well, hello, Santa Claus. Yeah, the guy. The guy is the guy that was over at PHA today, and and he said he was telling everybody he was he was Santa Claus. I want to talk to that guy. Okay, well, he's on the line. Well, uh, hi, uh, caller. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I was just doing a skit. I'm. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, I'm not. I'm just dressed up and, uh, and I got a hat and such. It's not really Santa Claus. What's your beef with uh, yeah, what's, the devil dog, um, sir? Do you have a question? No, I was just. I mean, you just didn't look like Santa Claus to me. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Santa Claus, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know how far you were carrying this. I just, you know, I was just calling to, to see. Were, were you calling to? Were you calling to say that he is not the Santa Claus, and you've seen the real Santa Claus? Is that what you just said? Oh my God! Yes, I have. I have seen the real Santa. I got a dude. There's a guy in the room that was with me, and. <laughs> you should know this. If you're representing Santa Claus, you should at least have some kind of uh, info on this. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we met the real Santa. You met the real Santa. We, oh, yeah. When we were in Alaska. I'm just wondering. Have if... you, did you, look, look, I'm not trying to get on but I mean, did you even like, study for this position at all? I, I, is there like I a, mean, do you, 
I didn't know there was like an application to to pretend to be Santa Claus. There's for a, a day. school. It, there's a school <laughs> in Michigan. There's a Santa school in Michigan where you can go learn for a we whole know, week. For a whole week. Oh, they oh, teach you how right? to be Santa. Uh, yeah. So Dustin I, Thompson went there. Our am I going to get arrested next week? You are perpetrating fraud. Evidently, I've committed thank you, Santa caller. fraud. Santa fraud. <laughs> There is, we've I'm Santa new, fraud today. Yeah, we have coined a new term. Thank Here you, Here comes caller. Santa fraud. Here comes Santa <laughs> fraud. <laughs> You're not Santa. You're not Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, caller, for... Uh, yeah. Yeah. In case everybody Pointing doesn't know, our, our caller they're calling in is our old friend Rob Harrell, Heart Attack Rob. And we love you, Rob. Thank you for calling. Love you guys. All right. Merry Later. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Rob. <laughs> so Tammy and I did see the real Santa Claus. We went to, when we went to Alaska back in 2019, we went to North Pole, Alaska. That's and a place? It that's is. That's a real place. It's and magical. It's wow. ma- it is. It's magical. They Every, have reindeer. They have reindeer. And you Santa. can go to Santa's house. You can go to his house, and he's there all the time and you can go sit on his lap and get your picture made with him and you can tell him what you want for Christmas. And he really? lives in the North Pole. He wow. lives there. That's... And Mrs. Santa's there with him. And he's legit. Not Santa fraud. You are very adamant that this I'm is completely... the real Santa Claus. I mean, he is the real Santa Claus. <laughs> he lives in the North Pole. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Right. Uh, well, he's, I... His address says North, North Pole, Pole, Alaska. Uh... You can send him a card and it will get to him and he will read it. Uh... I mean, Santa fraud. <laughs> Why don't we get back to our guest? Yes, let's do that. He's much more interesting. He is much more interesting. Um, hey, before the break, we were talking to Jim. He was telling us about his time in Vietnam and how he survived, and uh, which is a wonderful thing, and I'm glad he did. And uh, decided that after he got back out, he did a little instructing time. Decided he didn't want to go back to Vietnam and, and uh, exited the military. I want, which brings up this question. I, I want to know what what in the world. You know, I know what transition out of military looks like, you know, these days and what it was like for me and what it was like for me coming home from Iraq and, um, you know, and how people were thanking me for my service. Uh, and that was a different time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Tell us a little bit about that for you. Well, uh, <sighs> military wasn't in fashion. <laughs> right. Mm. 67 and 68. Yeah. You only can understand if you experience it. I did not. Uh, I mean, I hear all these things. I came home and they called me a baby killer. Nobody called me anything. I mean, it was uh, it was almost the opposite. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll give you an example. I, when I came home, I went back to Georgetown to before I went back to Fort Rucker to be an instructor pilot. And my nephew, who was a little tyke, about four or five years old, his, his mom... Uh, said, would you mind taking him down and get a haircut? I said, yeah, I'll take him down to the barbershop. So I took him down to the barbershop, and I walked in. The barber looked at me, and he said, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? I said, well, I'm doing all right. Well, I haven't seen you for a while. You be- where you been? I said, well, I was in Vietnam for a year. Well, I bet you're glad you're back. And that was the end of it. Oh, no kidding. No oh, yeah. Kidding. I mean, yeah. it was just... Not what was it like? No, you know, not what was it like. Yeah, and, right. No, no, no. Well, oh, I bet you're glad to be back. Yeah. Uh, but it was... Uh, it, the people that would talk to you, and you don't even think about that now. We were only 25 years out of World War II. That's correct. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Korea, we were only about 10, 15. I mean, yeah. I served with people who 
fought in World War II that yeah. were still in the unit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you would talk to them, but to me, even World War II was ancient history. Right. And it amazes me today that 50 years later, <laughs> people still talk about Vietnam. Yeah. And I guess it's because of all the controversy and all the stuff that surrounded it. But Yeah, I, I, it was funny. I, um, I met a Vietnam veteran uh, up in uh, T- Taylorsville uh, mm. at a dance recital. And, and uh, he, I had on a ball cap Sorry. that looked yeah. like a military. And we got to talk and we found out we were both veterans. And I was going to take um, Tammy and the kids up to D.C. for Memorial that day. And mm. I told him, I was like, I really I've never seen the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, he was like, I haven't either. I mm-hmm. said, you've never been. He said, no, I won't go. He said, I got, I got too many friends on that wall, yeah. you know, and it was just mm-hmm. too painful for him to even mm-hmm. go up there. And I think that's, I think, um, I think the reason we, and in, in, in because we helped so many Vietnam veterans mm-hmm. at Purple Heart Homes and I've met so many, I think that it's almost like there was never any closure for a lot of those guys, right? It just never, it never fe- it felt like the war just mm. kind of faded away. And it, it's very similar to what happened to us, you know, that, that went to Iraq and Afghanistan. It's almost mm-hmm. like there was never any closure. Um, we're still trying to figure that out. You know, what does yeah. that look like? You mm-hmm. know, and I so, think that has to do with the nature of, of how those war- wars went. I mean, they, yeah. they were just big, long engagements yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that that didn't never really go anywhere. Whereas World War Two, World War One, there there was a definitive end. There was uh, a, to, yeah, VE Day and VJ mm, Day. So right, I mean, uh, when 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 did uh, Vietnam War end? I mean, we didn't really. It didn't end. It just well, kind of. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we I think, pulled our people out. I think yeah, I think everybody's image of the Vietnam War ending is the helicopter on top of the building, mm. right, or the helicopter mm. being pushed off into the ocean. Yeah, right? that, that yeah. Old footage. So um, we we got a break coming up in about a minute when we come back i want to talk about what transition out of the military felt like mm-hmm. for you and what how that you know what was the dynamics with your family sure. we'll, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that when we get back so uh um we'll also be back here with the santa fraud he's here santa um, fraud. and uh and mrs giggles is here so oh, yeah. uh mrs giggles and i are looking forward to christmas so yes, we are. uh very much so uh <laughs> so uh and john's not with us uh he's gonna be on his way to las vegas secret tomorrow mission. for a secret mission right so uh pretty big deal and uh we're really glad you're here listening today uh, this is putting the pieces back together you can find out more about Purple Heart Homes at phhusa.org and see what we do for veterans each and every day. Thanks for hanging around. We'll see you in a few minutes. Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes on WSIC News Talk Now. now. Why are you trying to steal my $20? I don't want my $20. (laughs) Santa fraud. We already confirmed you're in arrears and not getting any money. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know what that means. If Jim Lawton hadn't said that was a real word, I wouldn't have believed it. 
<laughs> oh my god. Fantastic. Thanks for yeah. joining us again. We appreciate everybody listening today here on News Talk Now. And uh, see I'm see how I snuck that I, in. I do, I do, but yeah. you're not getting paid. Oh, okay. Right. So, <laughs> um we've had a great guest on the show today, Jim Lawton. I've known Jim all my life and uh he and my dad and mom were good friends and and uh, really glad you're here. And uh we were talking a little bit of, uh before the break. Uh he was sharing about his experience uh coming back from Vietnam and, and uh uh, what that was like and, and the difference between um, what uh, what it looks like now when, when folks come back and we were comparing some of the similarities between veterans coming from Vietnam and veterans coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan with the uh, vagueness and ambiguousness of the ending of, uh, of those conflicts and um, Jim I was you know I, I know that you know, as I'm transitioning out of the military, I'm retiring from the reserves in, in, in just a couple months and, you know, spent 20 years doing this. And um, But when I came off active duty, it was weird, right, mm-hmm. going back into a world where everybody wore different clothes, <laughs> you know. And, and uh, was, was, there, was there some weirdness involved when, you know, when you, were, you and Lynn, you know, you all made your decisions, like, okay, I don't want to fly helicopters for the Army anymore. I want to do something yeah. you know, normal. But did it feel normal? After doing, Actually, after doing all it, that. it probably did. I was one of the, I guess, uh, one of the fortunate ones. I came back unscathed, yeah. mm-hmm. physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, my experience in Vietnam was uh, probably the best experience I've had in my life mm. as wow. far as uh, uh, growing up, mm. uh, having tremendous amount of responsibility and realizing you could do it. Yeah. Uh, I remember interviewing for the bank. I was a history major, so I go to the bank and I want to get in commercial lending. Right. And uh, the guy was talking to me. He said, "Well, do you think you'll be able to handle this kind of stuff and this kind of stuff?" And I said, "You're not going to be shooting at me, are you?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, no." And I said, "I can handle anything. Yeah, you're not shooting at me." <laughs> Handle some things if you are shooting at them. So, That's right. uh, so it, yeah. uh, so, but it gave me a tremendous amount of confidence. I'm sure it did. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it did. I felt like that. I feel like that a lot of times yeah. too. That the military, my time, that, you know, overseas, and and um, my time, you know, in in position, you know, in times of crisis, and right, and um, you know, if you if you can respond in the midst of a crisis, you can do about anything yeah. in this world. You know, and if and, you go through that, nothing is that big a deal right afterwards right, right. Mm. Yeah. yeah everything's it's, gravy after that. everything's <laughs> gravy yeah you know you didn't think you're gonna live that long anyway yeah, that's so right. that's yeah right. yeah uh, yeah oh, but, that's interesting. i mean i had a couple of times i, I thought i was gonna get killed you know sure. I, I decided this is it sure uh, and then you kind of get through that and I, I flew on a couple of helicopters with guys. <laughs> you probably flew, thought you I, were going to die. I thought they were going to kill me too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that dude knows uh, what he's doing. That's up just because you're afraid of heights. Well, I am. <laughs> they love to get the new guys. They like scare them, show off. Oh, they man. show off and do all this stuff. I especially on would get a little nervous if I saw like a CW4 flying. Yeah, right? somebody that's like, oh, oh yeah, because that dude's been doing it a long time. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I would get nervous because they would kind of grin as a little bit as you got on. And oh, for, yeah. for the layman, yeah. uh, CW4, that's Chief Warrant Officer Four. four. That's correct. Yes. And uh, they been around are, a long time. Yeah, been around, yeah, been yeah, around a the, minute. Yeah. I did fly on a on a uh, Blackhawk with a CW5. Oh goodness, I've never seen one of them. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even have the little dots. It's just a straight yeah. line, right? Right. And, uh, 
I flew on a uh, Blackhawk with him in 2004 or five, um, and I got to talking with him before, and he had flown Hueys in Vietnam. Really? Yeah, and here he was flying oh, yeah. uh, uh, us dudes around. We had, I had guys in my unit flew for me that were 19 years old. <laughs> Holy smokes. Flying. 19 flying. years they old. Flying. Flying. They were in oh, Vietnam. They were 19 years old. Holy. <clears throat> in fact, one of the best pilots we had in the unit was 19. No uh, but you got a 19-year-old. Yeah, and instead of Trans Am, which is what they had, right. he's got yeah. a helicopter. That's right, and they'll right. try to do things. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh yeah, but they were good. I don't know. They if I'd were want good. My son flying in charge wow. of a helicopter. Nineteen, isn't that something? Yeah. I've got a uh, getting ready to be eighteen-year-old daughter, and I can't imagine. You know, the human brain is not developed completely until you're twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> everybody at PHH, I'm pretty sure about a half of us are never mm-hmm. developed. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, this is true. Holy yeah. God. Wow. You know, I, I can at least speak for myself, I reckon. <laughs> so, Jim, as a veteran, are you involved in any veteran organizations, or do you you keep do you, you ever do you ever reach back and, oh and my talk to some of the guys that you all the time? With? Talked no to kidding. two of them yesterday. No kidding. Uh, I have about six of the guys that flew with me and my platoon warrant officers, yeah. and one uh, gunship pilot who was a captain when we were there and we get together every year or so talk on the telephone that is awesome uh and uh, they all they're all fine Uh, some of them stayed in for a while uh the gunship pilot retired yeah uh military and uh we all seem to be doing okay. After you, you know, it's funny how you, I, we ran into uh, a fr- an army buddy of mine when we were down in Texas and had dinner with him and his wife. And I haven't seen Frank in, I don't know, it's got to be 13 or 14 years, right? And it's funny how it's like time, that time evaporates oh, yeah. when you get back together. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's and just, then the stories and the people you remember, and it, it's like it all happened yesterday. Our war stories get better and better. <laughs> <laughs> they, just there were 13 get, men. Oh, there were yeah. 27. Remember when you turned the helicopter upside down? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Jim, I you were that. the best pilot I've ever <laughs> oh, seen. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were good. Yes. Yeah. But, but oh, we, we have a good time. We get yeah, together. That is fantastic. Oh. That is wonderful. So, uh, um, I know you stay connected with them. Um, have you had um, like conversations with your family about about your time in service? Do you do, do, you do that? <laughs> I, uh, you know, you, you hear all these things about. Well, he doesn't want to talk about it. I'll yeah. talk about it all day long if you yeah. want. If you ask me, if yeah. you want to talk about it, right? Uh, actually, my family have Not never, except I took Kirk back to Vietnam. No kidding. Wait, yeah. you went back to Vietnam in '96. No, no kidding. Oh, man, Kirk we was a young fella then. We, yeah. Well, he was in his 20s, and yeah. we backpacked uh, around Vietnam. No kidding. Yeah. I bet it, that was it, was. it was incredible. I saw only one evidence of the fact that we had been in Vietnam, and that was an old Army water tank sitting on the side of the road. No kidding. Cameron Bay, you've heard about that yeah. huge installation. And Kirk's your son. Son. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cameron Bay, th- there wasn't a building left on Cameron Bay. It was just a wide open. And we used to uh, paint things on rocks up on top of the mountain. Right. In fact, I remember LZ Playboy was a Playboy bunny painted <laughs> up there or a calf patch. Right. They must have 
paid people to go up there with little knives and stuff and, and chip scrape that. Scrape it off. That, that wow. None of, none of that. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, did you, I mean, did you take, did you go back to some of the places yes, where, yes. I mean, you went back to where you had actually right. been. We've, uh, of course, it was hard for me to recognize because I didn't, sure. I, you know, yeah. I flew over it. <laughs> yeah. But there was one place called LZ Uplift and we were going up and we turned and I said, this is familiar. I said, would you pull over there? And we had this guy who had worked with us in vietnam not yeah. me but he was and spoke english so he pulled over and he went over and he asked the lady who was selling fruit and stuff and he came back and she, he said she said the helicopters were right over there oh no kidding yeah wow. said she was 16 she remembered oh, wow. yeah so oh, it, wow. you know in 96 what yeah. is it uh, it wasn't that long yeah after. right yeah but Everybody you ran into just loved Americans. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's but really. half of the population in 96 had been born after the war. Right. And you can imagine a kid, you know, that's ancient history. Yeah, yeah. sure. And yeah. they want to yeah. talk to Americans because they want to learn American yeah. accents. No <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a little celebrity it was, over there. It was, a, it was a good trip. <laughs> oh, good man. Trip. But that amazing. was cool for Kirk, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, the old but, man took me back over to where he went yeah, to war. How about know? that? How about that? That is something else, man. That's well, totally good. You have been such a fantastic guest oh, today, Jim. Yeah, really excited. So glad you came man. and we're I'm gonna have to have you it. back on uh we were talking about having him on with martin <laughs> so they can oh, talk you about that. uh you won't trouble. get an ed- yeah. you won't get a word in edgewise <laughs> when, okay. when martin and i start telling war stories you you oh well, gosh yeah. we, we've had martin on he's quite the talker he, he is, is quite a talker. The talker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he'll tell you a story so this is the last episode of the year i want to let everybody know that we will be back january 4th yeah. with 37th commandant of the marine corps i don't even know if i can even general Miller and it's gonna be great, uh, it man. is going to be great. Uh, he is by far probably our most prestigious guest that we've had. Other uh, than Jim? Other than, well, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, J- what? aside from present company. He outranks me just uh, a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Military Maker will be in town in January. Lots of stuff coming on. Yep. Uh, so, so catch us in the new year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Man, God bless all of you. We appreciate you. Thanks for helping us make 2023 a, a great year. Yeah, absolutely. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you next year. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, brought to you by Purple Heart Homes. Please consider making a donation to this worthwhile cause dedicated to improving the lives of veterans one home at a time by visiting purpleheartholmesusa.org. Join us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for Putting the Pieces Back Together on WSIC News Talk Now.